Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hi there. Welcome to the Starting a Counseling Practice podcast. We know that now more than ever, you have real questions about having a private practice, whether you're growing it, starting from scratch, revamping, expanding into a group with what is happening in the world. It just happens that Kelly and I have been doing and had on the books already planned a masterclass for therapists. We have been really excited about this training and when all of this started to pick up steam, we realized that what we were doing could be tweaked and really important and applicable to the real issues and fears happening in the world. So over the next few episodes, you're going to hear the masterclass as well as the questions that people have right now about private practice um, in light of the pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19, whatever you want to talk, (laughs) however you want to um, think about it. Um, So we hope that this um, replay of this training will be inspiring to you. Please know that we have resources for you at zinnime.com forward slash blog on the Zinnime blog. We have 13 pages of resources for you during this time of crisis that you can access scripts, templates, free trainings. Um, so many materials for you for, uh, for you as a therapist that you can grab free of charge. We also, um, on Monday, March 23rd, we're going to be coming together for a live launch party and, um, the final, um, training in our series. And we hope that you'll join us. You can find all of this information at zinnime.com and on our blog. And we hope to see you soon now on with the training. All right, welcome everyone to the Happy Life and Full Practice Masterclass. Oh, whether you are about to start a practice, are growing your practice, or successful or have a group practice, you are here because you want to have a practice where clients get great outcomes and you have a great income with more ease, confidence, and clarity. In other words, you want to have a happy life and a full practice that you love. I'm Kelly Hickton. Hello. Hi, and I'm Miranda Palmer, and together as ZinniMe, we've been helping therapists across the world build practices they love, getting real transformation results since 2010. This is the third in the series of four training videos. We really enjoyed uh, working with you guys on Monday, especially with what the world is going through right now, the importance of being together, focusing on what we can do and what we're called to. It's really powerful. It can give us so much hope in the midst of a lot of change. It's like radical change out there. And while we know that having a happy life and a full practice might feel impossible to some of you at the moment, our hope is that you have a business that is resilient. Yes. In this workshop, we'll be teaching you how to achieve a happier life and a full practice you love through your marketing plan. Who's here because they want their marketing to made easier so that they can do what they love best, do what they do best. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. (laughs) So you want to have 
a marketing flow that works with your personality and strengths that reaches the ideal clients you want through the door. Who wants to stop doing all the random marketing tasks <laughs> and instead just doing what's right for you and your clients? That is what we're gonna be digging into today. So are you ready to be inspired? Type yes in the chat box. Today is extra special because instead of just learning from like little old us, we're gonna have some of our boot campers share how they've tailored a marketing plan that works for them and their clients. You won't be learning just from us. You're gonna be inspired by each of these clinicians. Yes, we see you guys are ready for the inspiration. We are so honored to be joined today by Cindy Doyle, Joanne Kim, and Sean Howell. We're gonna be introducing them a little bit later. We have things are a little bit weird and wonky because <laughs> crisis we're not we're supposed to all be apart so kelly and i were planning on the same screen we can only have four screens on on crowdcast so we're going to be doing a little bit more like pivoting and other things as as we go on so just as a fyi <laughs> if you notice that we're like doing a little bit of pivoting we also know internet and streaming because of so many people working from home things might be a little bit like slower and laggier and we just all have to kind of deal with it um, but we know we'll get a great recording out of it regardless. And we're glad to be here together at the same time because yeah. it's really important to us. Yeah. But we're going to turn off our video so that we can preserve the bandwidth. And we'll do a little bit of teaching. And then we're going to introduce you to our awesome panel. You guys, what a journey we've been on together so far. We've had outcomes conversations with your clients. You've integrated the feedback in your clinical work and... You've taken that information to create a marketing message that connects with your ideal clients and compels them to action. Some of you have even shared that with your friends, colleagues, and integrated into your website, but we are not done yet. The next step is taking that marketing message out into the world so that the clients who need you most can get, get the help that will transform their lives. And so you can have a full practice and happy life you deeply desire. Yes. Yes. So great marketing. What is that? Great marketing to us means simply being seen, being found when someone is typing in counselor near me or when they share their depression with their doctor and the doctor hands them your information. Simply put, when someone is looking for help, you want to be there with open arms, offering hope and an opportunity for transformation. So how do you get seen? How do people find you? Because it does take more than a website. It takes more than telling your friends what you do. It takes a plan. And a great marketing plan is about quality focused actions to be present for the clients who need you most. It isn't about doing all the things or copying what others are doing. You will see today in this panel the variety of marketing that can occur amongst private practices. But we really want you to focus on four things to have in place right now. Um, being clear on what you offer. Having a clear, compelling marketing message. Have a website that can be found by your ideal clients. And having key relationships with people who know your ideal clients. When you have these four things, you're on your way to filling up your practice, whether you own a solo practice or a group practice. There are many ways to market, but if you don't understand who your client is, who you are, and have a clear marketing message and a plan, you are wasting time and energy. 
we're going to be doing a basic outline of a marketing plan today. And then we're going to look at what that looks like in real life with the clients. So the first part is who is your ideal client? Who are they? Who is, who is your ideal client or their care provider? Where do they spend their time? How do they best take in information? What do they need to know about what you do or how you help? And what do they need to know or do to have an awesome outcome with you and do that work? And then we move into who are you? How do you best communicate ideas? What kind of psychoeducation do you provide over and over again? And what do you enjoy? And what do you most want to communicate to your clients? Your unique marketing plan is the intersection between how you best communicate, where your clients are, and how they best hear, where all those things come together. And today we have real life examples on how this magic happens. In other words, you do not need to do all the things to have a successful practice, even in the midst of this crisis. In a nutshell, we want people to be able to find you through a website that shows up in Google searches and by letting ideal referral sources know you exist and building strong relationships so people refer to you. It is that simple. Yes, we know it isn't that simple, <laughs> right? And the most effective way to do that will look different for each of you. There's a reason it doesn't work just to pop into Facebook groups and ask people what's working and then copy what they do. You don't have enough time to do all the things. It doesn't make sense to do all the things when most of the others do isn't in your best interest. So today we are joined by three other very unique and very special to us therapists. They are here of their own free will. They were so kind to take the time out of everything that's going on to be here to share with you what marketing looks like for them how they follow these principles of honoring who they are and what their clients need so they can have great outcomes in their marketing and ultimately in their clinical work. So I am going to get off of the of the screen here so they can pop on, but I do wanna add that after we talk with the panel, we still have some more teaching and we will have the giveaways and then we've extended our Q&A for another, for a total of 90 minutes. So just so you know what's coming up. All right, let me go away. Can you <laughs> boot me off? <laughs> I will get rid of Kelly. Sorry about that. All right, so we're inviting our people on. All right, so I'm going to start with Miss Cindy Doyle, and we're going to kind of go around. We'll see um, the other people popping in as well. You see Sean on the screen, and then Joanne Kim will be on the – oh, there she is. Joanne Kim Chan, there she is on the screen. So right, I think it's from left to right from y'all. Um, I'll put my um, video back on as well. Um, so let's start with Cindy. Do you wanna share your name, specialty, location, your type of practice, whether it's cash, group, insurance-based hybrid, and your web URL? Just, you know, those little things. Okay. Uh, just a few things. I was like, I, I have it written down. Um, I'm Cindy Doyle. I have a group practice in Denton, Texas. Um, my 
URL for my group practice is pecanbranchcounseling.com, but I have my own URL for my niche, which is code4couples.com, and that's the number four. And my niche is specifically working with first responders and their spouses, either individually or in their relationships. I think I covered that all, did I not? You did Was there great. Else there? Um, are you guys a cash pay only, or are you a hybrid practice or group insurance? Oh. Or we are a hybrid. We take just two insurance panels that we are working our way off. Um, so we are mostly cash based, but we are hybrid as far as awesome. a group practice. Awesome. Um, and then are you an introvert or an extrovert? So I saw this question and I struggle with it because I can be very introverted, but I can also be like, hey, so I consider myself an ambivert, which is I can be extroverted for a while and then I hit a wall and I'm like, done. So that's kind of, I would say ambivert is where I am. Awesome. And then <laughs> briefly describe your life, like your, your unique life. Um, my unique life. Uh, so I am married to a law enforcement officer. I've been married for be 20 years this year. Um, and have a lovely puppy who is sitting right next to me at the moment. Um, <laughs> and kind of like to travel. And I have a few places in my house where really nice wine is stashed. <laughs> and you like to make bread. <laughs> and I cook, yes, and I make bread, and we like food is my love. <laughs> <laughs> what was your marketing strategy before you met um, myself and Kelly, and how was it working? So I would say my marketing strategy was much of nothing. Um, <laughs> I would say I probably had a, what I would consider like a, a shotgun approach. Like I'm like, I'm going to target everybody because my where I was coming from was this scarcity of clients. So my thought was, well, I have to make sure that I'm available so everybody will come to me. And so I was like, I can do all the things. Um, and that's kind of my approach. Even my website was very just general. I think the other thing is that that's really important is that I was not talking to my my clients um, and who I was trying to target it. But at that point in time, I really wasn't targeting anybody. So it was more about like, here's my therapy. This is what I do. I offer a safe environment. You know, these these key niche things that you see a lot of people, maybe not so much anymore, but you see people do. So it was kind of nonspecific. <laughs> I see like some head nodding too. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's it. Like just everybody, <laughs> like, that's it. Like here it is. <laughs> and yeah. what did you realize were the unique skills or strengths that were integral to creating like a sustainable marketing plan for you and your group practice? Um, for me and my group practice, for the group practice, for sure, what we what we've done is looked at what everybody's individual strengths are. What do they bring to the table? How can they connect? Um, and so, writing their individual ATPs has been just really helpful for them to attract the clients that they want. Um, as far as our group practice. Uh, we have people that specialized with the, that do specialize with the LGBT community and are able to really draw that in and speak to them. 
we have individual, we have uh, my other couples counselor has been through divorce. And so instead of that being a shame for him, he takes that and says, you know, I know what this is like. I know how to do divorce recovery, but I also can look and see where those pain points are and how to correct them because I tripped over it. Um, so we really look at everybody's strengths so they can connect with their ideal client, whether that's a teenager. We have two cl two clinicians that specifically target, we call adulting people. <laughs> so people that need to adult and they speak, they speak their language. And for me, it was really important to tap into um, my, something that I hold dear, which is working with that community that I feel like I connect with, not only because I'm in it, but because I understand them. And how has that changed your group practice just as a whole, not even just in terms of, you know, bringing new clients in, but like, how has it changed it to get really specific and start delving into these, these specialties with your clinicians? So we are more known in our community for certain working with certain types of groups. And so we get the referrals for the clients that we want to work with. The other aspect or the way it's changed is that people are willing to or they want to see us because we are known for what we do. And we're known as more specialists than generalists. And so people are willing to forego, oh, you know what, forget the insurance. Let me just get in to see you. Um, let me just get in to see y'all. And so my clinicians are happier because they are working with the people that they want to work with. They are seeing the change that they want to see. Their income is going up um, and our clients are happy because they're seeing results. And so all the things. All um, the things. So it's just, it's, <laughs> it's just a happier place to be and a happier place to work. Mm -hmm. And what is your favorite marketing activity and why? Well, my personal favorite marketing activity is kind of this right here, which is my podcasting or speaking. Um, so I love to go and speak and I speak to my ideal client. Um, I've wormed my way in, not really. I've networked with influencers in my community and also influencers nationwide to uh, be connected with the community that, you know, the first responder community. So most of the time I'm doing speaking, I am podcasting to reach out to my community and that's probably my favorite way to connect. Awesome. And how much time does it take you on average to market? And I'll ask for you, since you have two things going on, how much time are you spending marketing on your group practice to keep things running and, and moving in the direction you want? And how much time are you spending marketing your code for to get that moving in the direction you want? Yeah. So uh, honestly, marketing the group practice right now, it is tweaking our SEO, putting up a blog every now and then because we are ranked high in Google and we are known for what we do. So maybe 30 minutes a week at this point. Um, and I spend a little bit more on code four uh, just because I do have content that I produce. And so I would probably say um, probably two hours a month 
uh, maybe four, two to four hours a month that I spend doing working on content or connecting, networking specifically for that population. Awesome. And because I know you're, I know you know your numbers, Cindy, because you are a boot camper through and through, and you've done some work to do that. What, at what rate is your? I would group have to look them up. Yes. <laughs> at what rate is your group practice uh, growing on average, month over month? Oh my goodness! I would have to figure out a percentage. Um, <laughs> I know like, well, that we can come back to it because I I want you to, to look, look at my spreadsheet, Miranda. I know, but I know you have it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so let's. I do. I do I have it. That. I can go look. Yes. Yeah, so let's let's talk about what what she's talked about, right? So she's created not just ATPs for her individual niche, but as a group practice owner, she's created that for each of her clinicians. And that has helped them to become known and respected in the community. Oh. It has meant that when they have decided that there's particular insurance plans that are not appropriate contracts that do not work for the financial needs of her and her clinicians, that they've been able to say no to those contracts to make sure that her clinicians are getting paid well and they're making a manageable income that they don't need to think about having three different jobs to be able to be okay financially, which is what was happening before. Um, the clinicians are happier uh, because they're doing what they love. They're getting better outcomes. And then the clients are happier because they're getting better outcomes. And, and of course, you're getting more referrals from happy clients and more referrals from people who see those clients making great outcomes. And then it all kind of is in flow so that it takes a, and you know, at first you did a lot probably to get the SEO up and to get those ATPs written. And now it's just a yes. little bit each week to keep it flowing. Yes. Right. Yes. F fantastic. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, Cindy. We'll be coming back to you, <laughs> but we'll come over to Sean. Um, hi, hi. So <laughs> share with everybody your name, specialty, and location. We'll start with those three because I realized that was way too many to tell yeah, everybody. Yeah, I was going to have to look at the paper for that. <laughs> um, my name is Sean, and I specialize working with African-American or women with col uh, of color with trauma, stress, and anxiety. My website is seanhow at bluecompasscounseling.com. And the type of practice that I have, I have cash pay and I also am insurance-based. So I do a combination of both. And more recently, I've taken on a, a couple of sliding scales because of what's happening in you know, our country right now. So I've you know, kind of adapted to letting them come on board and getting the counseling that they need. Awesome. Um, you have to ask me because <laughs> I don't remember the rest. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, where are you located? What city and state? I'm Richland Park, Illinois. Okay, fantastic. And are you an introvert or an extrovert or an ambivert? Introvert. I'm a total <laughs> introvert by heart. Yeah, um, I'm trying. I, I think more recently I'm trying to become more outgoing when it comes to marketing specifically. Um, but I'm an introvert. I, I enjoy myself. I enjoy being at home, reading books, you know, and things like that. So I'm totally comfortable with, with this isolation going on here. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, describe briefly your life um, in terms of single married kids. Like what does life look like for you? Okay, so I'm married. Me and my husband have been together 24 years coming up in uh, December. I have a son who has autism 
and he also has epilepsy. So um, we have a special needs son and our life is, you know, pretty hectic, but you know, we're managing, you know, and uh, let's see. That's pretty much all I can think of right now. Yeah. And what was your marketing strategy before uh, boot camp? Uh, my marketing strategy was null and void. I yeah. somehow I thought that, you know, maybe the clients will just trickle in, you know, and I'll tell my mom who will tell her friend. And then I thought, you know, I would get some clients, you know, but it was <laughs> it was non-existent. Really, it was. And mm -hmm. um, what were the unique skills or strengths that you realized that you had when you started going through boot camp and digging into creating a market plan for you? Well, um, this was one of my hardest things to overcome with marketing because I'm such an introvert. I thought that I would not be able to get out there, do any speaking. It wasn't even on my radar, you know, getting out there and speaking. Uh, social media, I have a love-hate relationship with that. So I didn't think that I would be able to, you know, get over that hump. But I'm surprised that, you know, I've done it. So with boot camp, uh, it actually helped me learn some strategies to get things, you know, kind of written down and, and done more better than I would have if I was alone. Mm -hmm. And what does your marketing plan look like today? Well, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm focusing, what I'm doing now is focusing more on virtual, you know, um, therapy because of, you know, the state of everything that's happening now. Um, I'm focusing more on the caregivers and the breadwinners, so to speak, you know, um, getting out there, the trying to get the message out there that there's help, you know, through uh, social media and um, in, in person. Um, in, well, can't do in person, but that was my plan before all of this happened. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was something I was really struck by um, when Kelly and I were kind of chatting with you a little bit about speaking today about how even though you're an introvert, because of the your special needs son, that you had built all these relationships within the community. Uh -huh. And so you started tapping more into those relationships and sharing more about who you were and yeah. about what your particular niche was. What mm -hmm. what was it like when you started tapping into those relationships and sharing more about how you really wanted to work with women okay. of color? So most of the things that I've done so far is kind of the footwork. I would go to my um, son's principal. I would have conversations with other mothers who had special needs kids, autism, and other neurodiverse issues going on. And I would, you know, meet people who were totally um, captivated by the services, you know, that I provide. And that's how I got most of my clients in the beginning. So I would go to small roundtable talks. I would be invited based on my website. People said things like, you know, it was the way you were sitting in your chair and the way you were smiling or, you know, it was your, you know, what you wrote on your website that drew me in or it was the conversation that I saw or the speaking engagement that you did when I was um, doing a talk for foster parents one time. Mm -hmm. And it was it was so much of, you know, the personal aspect of what I was talking about that kind of real people in. And that's actually my favorite part of marketing, talking to people on a personal level. Mm. I mean, that's that's a powerful thing, right? About niche marketing is that it gives you an opportunity to 
talk to people on that personal level, like even yeah. via your website that somebody could go like, wow, you're really talking about my experience mm-hmm. or I see myself reflected mm-hmm. in my marketing. What mm-hmm. are things that you found were really important for you as a woman of color um, mm-hmm. in terms of your marketing plan? Being relatable. And there's so many levels of trauma. And I thought it was important to you know sit down and talk to people about the various levels of trauma and what exactly it can be, you know, um, thinking that it's so simple. It's not just sex trauma or, you know, those specific traumas that we watch on television, it goes much deeper. And so sitting down with people um, or even my clients, after talking to them six, seven months, you realize there's a level of trauma still there that they hadn't even brought up in the beginning. So that's what I think is the most important thing, being relatable and, you know, kind of understanding that there's levels to a person's story and pulling out that language and is an important thing. Yeah. Well, I, I think that place of, of what I'm hearing is that through those, this work that you'd already done with clients to pull that out and make sure that that was showing up in your marketing or on your website. So people sure. could go, Oh yeah, like yeah. I'm not alone in this. I'm yeah. not crazy in this. Like mm-hmm. this is a real thing and it's valid. And I have, my feelings are valid. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes. Which is so important. Um, you mentioned that with, you know, staying at home, um, can we, maybe we can quickly, well, no, I'm trying to think of how to navigate this this part of it. But right now, what is your scenario with COVID? You're at home. Are you guys, are you on shelter in place? Like what's your dynamic? Well, here we can still just distance ourselves. We have um, the 10 feet apart, I believe, or six feet apart. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went into the office once, you know, because it was kind of a crisis type of situation. And I actually showed up for the client, just made sure I stayed apart you know, no getting too close, you know, and things like that, uh, wiping things down, but there's no real restrictions here yet. Now Mm -hmm. in some of the West suburbs, things are happening where they're putting people in shelter in place, but you're so far, they haven't locked us down fully yet. Yeah. And as you moved your clients to virtual, how has that transition been? uh, It's been good for the most part. I had one individual who didn't want their son um, to take part on the internet. So it's been good so far. People are responsive. They're committed to therapy. They're committed to feeling better. There's a lot of issues with health anxiety and you know uncertainty about the future. So people are committed. They're not changing up. They're with you know um, the program as far as you know getting treatment and remaining you know steadfast on uh, completing their goals. So I, you know, I think that's a real fear that's out there that, you know, with the transition to virtual practices that every, all the clients are going to not get what they need, or they're all going to drop out of therapy or income going to go. And it sounds like you had one client who didn't make the transition, but otherwise, yeah. yeah. Why do you think that, is there any, any reason in particular that you think that they were, that they made that transition with you, even though it was different, maybe a little scary for them? I think it was um, the structure of the household. I think there's not an opportunity to have um, a confidential space, um, the privacy that the son would need. And I think mm-hmm. that was a real reason. She was a little upset, but I mean, I understood. Yeah. yeah. And for the people that did stay, why do you think that mo- most of them stayed? You know, 
all but one stayed. Why do you think the the rest of them stayed with you? I think that my work, the quality of work speaks for itself. And I think people appreciate, you know, my services. And I really do think that, you know, when you talk about integrating outcomes into the practice, you know, I get a lot of positive feedback and it's because they appreciate, you know, the services. So uh, most clients didn't give me a problem about staying on board with the virtual and then they're scared of getting germs to be perfectly honest you know so i think you know it kind of you know speaks for itself when when it comes to what i try you know to do for them fantastic all right thank you sean we'll be coming back to you too but i want to get joanne who's just been sitting here with her beautiful smiling <laughs> face do you want to interview yeah can you get an audio for me yes you're great perfect um, what's your name, specialty, and location? So my name is Joanne Kim, and um, I work with uh, individuals who have painful relationships and difficult emotions like anxiety, guilt, and shame, and an allergic reaction to anger. Often they have a lot to do with each other. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I used okay. to work with couples too, but I decided to kind of phase out of that one to give me more um, focus in how I direct my energy, my resources, my marketing. Um, that was a change that I made like a week ago. So, I saw it. That's exciting. And yeah. where are you located? Um, is, are you cash pay, insurance, or hybrid? And what's your web URL? Uh, so I am in the middle of the Silicon Valley in San Jose. Um, and uh, I am cash pay only. Um, I'm not a fan of doing any more paperwork than I really need to. Um, and I generally love working directly with my clients, um, except through like um, kind of like a middle agency or uh, a middleman, kind of impacting how I show up for clients or telling me what I can or can't do. So, uh, mm -hmm. and my website is uh, allofmecounseling.com, uh, all of me as in O-L-I-V-E-M-E counseling. Awesome. And are you, um, what is your status in terms of COVID? We'll start there. Yeah. So the Silicon Valley, uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, six counties uh, here in counting are on full lockdown. So we are complete shelter in place. The only people who are basically allowed to go aside are those who um, are attending to essential needs like groceries or going to the bank or receiving medical services or um, I imagine professionals in those particular industries. Um, so they made this announcement uh, Monday uh, this week. Um, so today is day four, day three um, after it started. Okay. And mm -hmm. um what we'll kind of start there <laughs> we'll, we'll kind of go backwards with you because yeah. i think it, that place in the shelter in place what yep. was that like how did you respond to that what did your practice look like before the shelter in place announcement and what does it look like today yeah so um i think a week or two ago since um there's been more and more uh updates related to covid um, I've been kind of sensing that there's been a lot of um, conversations on like you know, therapist platforms uh, or forums about whether or not to do telehealth. And I was kind of on the fence about it um, because uh, my uh, direct client population were not the at-risk category people. Um, but then as things started uh, picking up really quickly, 
uh, and like schools are being affected. A lot of the companies in the um, Silicon Valley, like Google and Facebook, they were actually having people um, stay at home and do work there. Um, and so as the days picked up, I was kind of monitoring the whole situation pretty closely. And the decision that um, made it final for me to actually go completely uh, online um, was when they decided to close down the school counties, uh, the school districts, because a lot of my clients were parents or they were teachers and things like that. So um, I think kind of, that was like Friday of last week. So I was deliberating whether or not to offer the option of telehealth to my clients and then have my clients decide. But then given how, th how quickly things were picking up, I just, just decided to make the executive call and just have everyone come online. Um, yeah. And um, most people uh, were okay with it. Um, I think that's kind of the nature of the main demographic that I'm working with. Most of them are like late 20s and up um, who are pretty um, tech savvy. Um, and it was a good call that I decided to um, op phase out of couples work because I think that'd be like a whole nother uh, ball game. Um, and the clients who declined, um, they weren't in, none of my clients are like an immediate crisis anyway. Um, uh, that's also related to my, um, my, uh, area of focus. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if they actually reach out to me if this whole shelter in place thing extends. Um, so I have had, uh, I have pretty good rapport with my clients because they come, they reach out to me specifically for what I offer. Um, and uh, I suppose I'll describe a little bit more about what my area of focus is. Um, okay. It's pretty relevant. <laughs> for that, so. Right. So. Um, so what was your marketing like before, before you met us and, and did boot camp and our trainings? Yeah. Um, so before um, I was pre-licensed and um, I was working three jobs, uh, just trying to figure out how to pay my bills. And I was super stressed out and um, I didn't really have a marketing plan. I was working um, in a um, kind of an agency-ish, it's a private practice model setting, but it was um, like a training center. And didn't really receive a lot, whole lot of guidance um, because the therapists who um, became licensed before me were used to a very different kind of marketing, more word of mouth, more church and community based. Um, and the Silicon Valley has changed a lot and um, changing the, uh, changing how the, um, the people operate. Um, most people were finding therapists online instead of through word of mouth because a lot of them were actually not from here. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of out of necessity that I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I don't know how to get clients because I'm a transplant myself. So um, I was just reading up on all the resources that I could find online and it was like drinking from a fire hose. And then I came across um, your free trainings and... Yeah. Um, I remember because I didn't have a lot to do at work that day. I was like watching your <laughs> watching your videos in the middle of a dark cubicle. <laughs> so uh, when the training was about, you know, what vision you had for your practice and for your life, like I was like, well, yeah, I can't continue to do what I have been doing and just shooting in the dark. 
Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. So I quit my job and uh, jumped straight into private practice and partly out of, I mean, mostly out of necessity, I dedicate a lot of my attention towards like really trying to niche up front. Back then um, I uh, was trying to finish up my hours and I I didn't want to work with kids or teens or families. And so out of the 500 hours that I was supposed to accumulate, I decided to work with couples. And so um, that gave me a forced area focus, and so I started marketing just solely reaching out to couples. Um, and then yeah. now, what does your marketing plan look like today? So over the course of the past couple of years, I've noticed uh, that my mind just naturally gravitates towards the emotions that people are feeling in the moment. And I have pretty high empathy, um, but a lot of the things that I was asking them when they were saying that they were feeling some uh, certain way, like um, feeling frustrated or feeling um, out of control, I would ask them like, so what is it that you're needing? I hear what you're mm -hmm. feeling. And so in having those conversations with them, I was basically helping them translate their emotions into needs and their needs into action. Yeah. So that's actually the main, my main marketing thing now. Um, that's my main niche. Hence, I work with clients who <laughs> have painful relationships and difficult emotions, you know, uh, who struggle with anxiety, guilt, and shame, and allergic reaction to anger. And I just kind of kept talking about it. And mm. that gave me the focus on how to do my marketing. It's not based on a demographic. Mm -hmm. It's not based on a specific, um, like, situation. Um, but it's something that appeals to most everybody who have, yeah. uh, has a heartbeat. <laughs> so, <laughs> right? like, probably not like Charles over there, like, yeah, girl, like, oh, we're just calling you up. Like we're yeah. here. We yeah. They're like, yes. Um, and what, what is your, some of your favorite marketing activities? Cause you work with some interesting things too, integrating like Enneagram work and yep. other like juicy yep. stuff. What are your favorite ways to engage and market and um, grow your practice? Yeah, so I like uh, making the uh, most use out of whatever it is that I do. Um, I don't like making things that are one-time use only. Um, and so I tend to um, I tend to think in terms of images anyway. And so if I come across a topic that comes up with my clients again and again, so for example, like what emotions are supposed to do, um, then that um, gives me some content by which I can probably make a handout or something or a visual. Mm -hmm. And so um, that coupled with doing online, I mean, not online, doing like seminars or workshops, because that gives me like 
a deadline that I have to follow. Um, I love making PowerPoints. I love making visuals. I love taking ideas that are in the abstract in my head and then putting them on paper or on screen. And then um, those slides that I make become like future social media posts or handouts for clients or like things that I post Good online idea. on my website. And so um, I have like a free um, resources section on my website. And so now because I'm doing online sessions with my clients and they have access to their own screen, I tell them to pull up my website and then to take a look at it so that they can kind of take it home. <laughs> Do you guys hear that right now? Let's talk about Amy. this, Yep. right? Not just, okay, I have a solid business. I'm clear about what I do. I've created a solid process and practice that really works to bring in clients and keep my income. I have such strong relationships that the bulk of my clients roll with the punches in terms of making a transition to telehealth. And I feel confident that I can make that executive decision in my business, but also, then I take what I'm already doing and like use the telehealth to my advantage <laughs> and awesome. use the marketing that I've already done to be of service to the people right in front of me. And how cool is it too? What do you guys think the odds are that as somebody is looking at the screen and they go, oh my gosh, this was so helpful without her saying a thing, how many times do you think that they share that page with someone else because they happen to be right there? They copy and paste it into Facebook. They share, if it's on Instagram, they would share it on the Instagram. Like that is going to be happening, not because she's trying to use that as a marketing. That's not, it's just a natural thing that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Right. So yeah. every, I, and I want to like really highlight this in particular, because I know there's so much fear right now that with the changes that are happening, that we're not going to be able to reach out to clients. Clients aren't going to be wanting therapy that, all of our practices are, it's doom and gloom out there in a lot of Facebook groups. And it's just not the reality. When you talk with people that have strong foundational business, like they have a strong business foundation, what I'm hearing over and over again is, oh, no, the calls are still coming in. People still need me. People have more anxiety right now. Like this is still happening. And they're just looking for people that they can really trust and engage with. No, they're not just, looking for anybody they're looking for somebody that they feel like can uniquely help them would you guys does that feel true or is that true for all of your practices yes yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah i was i was just going to type in the group i, I was just going to type in the group we're still getting uh we're getting this influx of teens that want therapy because they're out of school right now so they can go to therapy and they're all, they're like, you mean I get to like FaceTime? We don't use FaceTime, but right. it's like, it's like, I mean, you can now, I guess, technically. Right. But, but like, um, you're like, oh my gosh, I get to have like a video chat with my counselor. That's amazing. They think it's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's there. If you are known, like if you, if people know you, they will want to come and they will want to continue therapy with you. And I think some folks are even taking advantage of this time to work on themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten um, calls from from people or from our boot campers um, who have said like, oh my gosh, like we're getting couples that are saying, we this sucks, but like we finally have time to work on our relationships. Um, Nicole in the chat is saying, mm -hmm. 
Thank GD. I listened to you. <laughs> Miranda Kelly. I'm slammed and I can do it all at home right now. I'm grateful. This is abundance, right? Like this is the yeah. reality um, for you all that we need to be in this space of realizing that when we are there, when clients need us, our businesses can weather the storm. Yeah. Like that's the reality is that we need to create this awareness. What I think for a lot of people, the experience that they've had is that they're realizing if they don't have a solid foundation, it's, you know, that like, this is where the cracks come up. Oh, I didn't have a, a telehealth policy in place for illness. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an illness plan in place. I didn't have these other pieces in place. And now I'm scrambling to try to get my business on track. Um, and now it's feeling like really scary. And because we're watching a little too much media, yes, there's good information out there, but we need to have a, a balance point in it. So I want to ask them a little group roundabout and then we'll kind of do some wrap up and get to the giveaways. And then we're going to come back and bring you guys on for some Q&A as well. Um, so, and I know this is kind of a, when we planned this, this is not where we thought things would be. So mm -hmm. I, but I'm also like really, really, really thankful that this is happening right now because I think it is really powerful. So what advice do each of you have to others right now marketing their practice, even like in the current environment, right? From those, you guys are successful, you're still getting calls, things are flowing. What advice do each of you have um, for other people out there marketing? Cindy. Um, I think my greatest advice is to know your client inside and out, to know how to speak to their inner soul, if you will, like get to get into their head and to be able to speak to that in a way that they're like, what are they in my head? How are they yeah. knowing what I'm saying? Okay. So that would be my greatest advice is don't be scared to really dig into that niche um, because they're there, but know, know them and write copy so you can speak to them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Sean. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with uh, Cindy because, you know, when you're sometimes when you're out there on foot and doing speaking engagement and one person gets up and tells you, you know, a bunch of things that are going on in their life, I tend to pull out certain things or certain words, you know, when I'm listening to people talk and then I kind of take it and put it together, piece things together and then pull out, you know, the things that I need to, you know, remember in order to, you know, effectively treat a person. And that's how I kind of transfer that into um, a marketing strategy when I'm taking and talking to the next group of people and things like that, because someone is going through exactly what someone else is going through. And that's a tip that I would Love yes. it. And Joanne. I agree with uh, that too. Yeah. So my, um, I had an experience yesterday where I was with a session, uh, in a session with a client and I'm like, oh, we could make, we could do genograms. We can do like stuff with technology here. And um, I noticed that uh, I was thinking of like how to record a genogram video and all that kind of stuff, which would have been fine, um, but I uh, noticed that it was pulling me away from my main mission, mm. 
which is to stay uh, to create content regarding my main uh, area of focus around emotions and you know really creating more um, evergreen content uh, versus things that are more single use and so my main recommendation would be as all of you are trying to figure out how to create marketing content or make decisions um, to have your own area of focus be the compass yes yeah oh, joanne is is freezing but i have a i know what she's talking about is that even though even though we're in a crisis right now oops it's not letting me <laughs> Don't even let me make that close. Um, there we go. Sorry about that, Joanne. Um, even though there is a crisis right now, create material that's going to work for your practice in the future. You don't have to recreate your practice in the way that you might think. Yes, you need to pivot, but you don't need to start from scratch, right? Create material that's going to last and that's going to be on just right here, right now. Okay, awesome, 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 awesome. Okay, final question for y'all. Um, since we are going to be talking about boot camp next week, oh my goodness, in the midst of all of this, um, how, <laughs> what would you say about anybody who's wondering whether boot camp can help them um, create a practice now and in the future? Yeah, um, it totally can help you create a practice, you know, I'm without like, a doubt, you know, and I'm not getting paid for this advertising, I'm joking. But, um, <laughs> yeah, boot camp helped me tremendously. Like, I was kind of lost, you know. I quit my job, I tore my Achilles, and had no hope for doing anything. I could not think, you know. It was a constant just, you know, um, stress in my head about what I was going to do next. And I knew I wanted to start a private practice. And just like you, I went to, I was Googling, happened upon the free um, services from Kelly and Miranda and started watching videos and printing out information. And, you know, that's how I started. And I really don't regret this investment. It was really, you know, life changing. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sean. Welcome. <laughs> Cindy? Um, so, so my situation was a little bit different because I um, rushed to make sure that I replaced my income because I left my job in nonprofit. And I filled my practice with lower paying clients, with anybody that would pay me, with, um, you know, just fill the slots. And so mine was working a lot feeling like I can look out, look back now and go, Oh my God, I was burned out uh, because I was trying to see so many clients to just make the income. And so when I went looking and found y'all through the free classes, really um, what I noticed was, okay, maybe there's a different way of doing this. And it was scary for me to think about doing it a different way, but there was so much clarity 
that came in digging into that content almost to the point of like, how am I going to do all of this? But it's really just doing one step at a time. It's a continual process. And there is like there, the, when you ask that question, I'm like, well, duh, because <laughs> yes, it will help. Um, it continues to help. I've been it in does. boot camp. I mean, I've been a boot camper for what, five years now, four or five years now. But um, I, <laughs> shish, um, but I could, I can continue to dive in there and, and learn something new. Plus the content is always changing. At the point in time when I looked yeah. at it, I thought, oh my gosh, that's so much money. And I have made it so much money back in that mm -hmm. investment. Um, and before I don't talk, I'm, you asked me a question, Miranda. So I'm going to tell you, this is, I'm going <laughs> to tell you income versus number of clients because number of clients was not a value because we were letting everybody come. Right. Mm -hmm. So in the past year, past year, my clinicians have had an 85% increase in their income. Mm. Boom. Boom. <laughs> so I'll, I'll just leave it there and we're continue to we're continuing to go up. Yep. So this this is the difference is that it's exactly what you're saying it today in this title, like happy life, full practice. Full practice does not mean I have to work 38 hours a week. A full yeah. practice can be 18 clients for me because mm -hmm. that is the income that I want and need to make. And yep. I can go on with my life to do something yeah. else. So yeah. that is what boot camp taught me there and there's so much in there there's so much content i'll hush now but you know i can go on and on talk about this because it's the best investment i've ever yeah, made in my I life well, i even wore my shirt <laughs> we, uh, we, we'll get you some swag sean <laughs> All right. yeah ask the question again um what would you say to people who are wondering whether boot camp can help them you know especially right now in this current climate and also in the future, is this something that makes sense? Uh, so one of the best things um, that I've gotten from bootcamp is uh, more headspace because I don't have to know how to do everything. I don't have to do everything uh, right now. I just need to like know where to look up information. So bootcamp has mm -hmm. been like a major library for me it and is. it gave me permission to put things that are not immediately relevant aside, knowing that it, I'm not going to lose it. <laughs> I don't yeah. have to like hold on to it so tightly. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so it gave me the space like internally to really be present and grounded and focus on whatever's right in yeah. front of me, which is mm -hmm. awesome. Um, and yeah. that also shows up with my clients too. Mm. So yeah. That's I mean, awesome. Thank you guys so much. I know we have to do some wrap up. We got to do some giveaways. We're going to bring these three back on um, if they have time for Q&A. Bootcamp does open on Monday. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit more. But um, let me pull Kelly back on. Who wants some Kelly Higdon in their life? Like, this feels so weird to be, <laughs> to be here with y'all and no Kelly. Like, she, like, took, her, the, took one that took the sores so we could all be here together. Um, so let's get Kelly back on the line. And... Um, do a little wrap up. Um, I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna do our giveaway stuff and then we'll come back around to a little wrap up and then to our Q&A. Um, 
It's important stuff here. So Kelly will be on shortly. Let me grab. Oh, it's saying you're on screen, but I can't see you, Kelly. So I'm going to try one more time. And then let me share my screen so we can look at our Kelly. There we are, maybe. Can I hear you, Kelly? Hold on. Ooh, I can hear you. There you go. Oh my gosh. You're I, good. <laughs> Kelly thing missed out, but it was fun to watch. <laughs> I was like, what is happening right now? This feels really okay. weird. Okay. We are not done talking about the marketing plan. And we know that it's going over, but we'll do do you want to just do the CEUs at the end and just let them know that we've already pulled it and if they've got to go, we'll contact them? Or what do oh, you want? Yeah, yeah, maybe we'll do that. So we're gonna if, if we pull things, we had our assistant pulling winners. So we will if you won, you won. Yeah, um, we know that you were on, we know that you're on live. So we'll go ahead and go. I think that's a great idea, Kelly. Um, we'll contact you if you won, if you weren't on. Um, if you are on and you can stay, that's great. Okay? Yes. Okay. Awesome. So let's get to. Okay. I don't know about you guys, but man, all three of them are very dear to me. Even some of the other boot campers in here, Krista, Nicole, Wyata, I see all of you. I'm so glad you're here. Our boot campers mean so much to us. So we want to know after listening to these wonderful clinicians, what is one thing that you will do to get your message out into the world this week based on what you heard today that will fit you and your clients? I already saw some people saying like, hey, I'm going to, uh, I need to go back and look at my directory listing. I really need to work on my messaging. Hey, I, I want to use social media because now more than ever, you guys, the world needs what we have to offer. Yes, they need hope healing and a place to cope. And so that is why it's doubly important to take some time to really assess, plan and be intentional and track what is and isn't working in your marketing plan, right? In fact, some of you have already tried everything that these therapists have shared. And then some and you say, I tried everything and nothing worked. So I don't know if that's you. But what we found is that pretty consistently is that therapists often try all the things for a short period of time without understanding why something does or doesn't work for them. You've got to have numbers and data. You notice that with Cindy, she's got great data to tell her what to change or where to pivot in her planning. You need to be consistent also in aligning your strengths with your clients' needs. Blogging a few times without understanding SEO or your ideal client won't work as effectively as blogging weekly with SEO keywords in mind and a clear marketing message. Going to a lot of networking meetings, um, passing out business cards and telling people you're a general therapist who needs clients won't be as effective as really building relationships over time and being clear about your deep passion. And a lot of therapists end up thinking it's it's about having a lot of money to invest in their advertising, Facebook ads, Google ads, or $10,000 programs, or having an agency do it for them. And then they throw money at the problem and it doesn't work and they feel like there must be something wrong with them. But there is nothing wrong with you. 
You just need to take some time to learn more and explore what will really work for you in a consistent and impactful way. We want you to get to that point where you're spending 30 minutes a week, an hour here or there on your marketing. So this process takes time and learning to master it long term and to get to the spot these ladies are at where everything is in flow. And as they shared, it is not always this easy. They had to invest time and energy into learning the skills and practicing them. Look at all you guys share what you're going to do. I love it. I look at zoning on my ideal client. My site is brand new and I need to continue working on my SEO, drill down on my niche, um, tracking, revising my whole website. Amy, we got you. You're a boot camper. Jessica, pivot art therapy to work online. Awesome. Loving this. <laughs> now we've been walking step by step through this masterclass, focused on being a happy, a full practice and a happy life. We start off with the outcomes and how these are the foundations of your full practice and your happy life. Then we use those outcomes to create a compelling marketing message. And today we delved into ways to get that marketing message out into the world, even during a crisis, no matter what the scenario is. Next week, we are going to be going tying everything together and help you develop a plan for your unique business. Each of you is in very different places in your practice with very different needs. And it's time to get real about what it takes to have your unique, happy, and healthy, sustainable practice. It's not just about creating a steady stream of clients. We've helped thousands of therapists in private practice, and we found there's a lot of very full practices that are overworked, burnout, and not actually making a sustainable income. So each of you is going to do an assessment of your practice between now and Monday. Our assessment is going to make it clear pretty quickly what areas in your business need attention. And on Monday, we're going to offer you a step-by-step -step plan to tackle each of these areas in a sustainable and client-centered way with our business school bootcamp for therapists as we open the doors for the first time in 2020. For some of you, the idea of enrolling in a course right now just isn't an option, and we get that. We also know for many of you, you have extra time and extra motivation to get your business on track with a solid foundation, and you need a clear direction about how to pivot in the light of the current climate. And it's more than just moving to telehealth or a checklist you can find in a blog. We have some special ways we'll be expanding bootcamp to meet the unique, unique needs of therapists during this current climate. Like we thought about, like, do we even do this? Does it make sense? And we really talk to people and we ask the question. And there, there's a reason that we're continuing to, to open the doors when we are is because people really, they need support and guidance more than ever. Um, and we know we can do that. Our goal is to truly inspire you and teach you not just how to tackle whatever the problem is right in front of you, but how to be intentional and start being proactive in your business instead of reactive. And we really want to encourage you to come on Monday because we know if you're there live, you're more likely to do the thing if you listen. You want, we want to bring you together with this amazing, inspiring community, which is way more fun. And we are giving away our business school bootcamp for therapists. Uh, one entry, which is worth um, 1950. Um, and we are giving away an alumni ticket. We are having a special event this year since we've been together for 10 years for our uh, boot campers. And we're having a retreat in Southern California in August. So we're giving away an entry to that. And everyone who attends on Monday gets a code for three CE units. 
NBCC, APA, AspiraCE.com is generously donating a code for three free CEs for everyone. Can we get a shout out for how cool that is? They have APA, NBCC, and more and have four telehealth courses to get you on track for providing services if you're needing that. Go and check them out today to get started accessing the materials. You can easily see all of the information you need in this moment and then register for CEs and take the test whenever you wish. Um, Miranda's gonna post the link in there. So how many of you are coming on Monday? I see a lot of you saying yes, yes. I'm very excited about our CE stuff coming up. We have some amazing plans. So, but right now um, let's do the giveaways and then we're gonna do Q and A and we'll bring um, our peeps back on and you can ask some questions. Um, all right, so our first giveaway is our favorite giveaway. For those of you who did your homework and posted why you are here in our private practice community, you are entered to win a bonus drawing for an Amazon gift card. We will be having these. We've had them on every one of the trainings. So the random winner is Alita. Alita, Alita is our winner. We'll be contacting you, Alita Stork. Um, we are very excited that you um, are the are the winner. Okay, next up is from Nicole Stoller-Peterson, who I saw was in here. Are you still in here, Nicole? She is the owner of Therapist Court Prep. She's one of our boot campers. And with her, you can get a copy-paste court policy, a stress-free court guide, worksheets to prepare, and an online course for CEs in law and ethics. Nicole's a therapist. She's an expert witness and a badass child custody evaluator. <laughs> I just added that in there. The more you know and the more you prepare, the less likely you're to be dragged down into a court matter. She's giving away one court policy and stress-free guide. You guys, we recommend this for all of our boot campers. You need a court policy. Um, this is worth 77 bucks, and the winner is? Holly M. Holly M., you are the winner. We'll be contacting you. We're very excited. Congrats. Thank you, Nicole. Appreciate that. Next up is um, for all of you guys, um, Be Brand Confident. Samara Stone and Keisha Kells, a great duo. They've created a program that helps mental health entrepreneurs really nail a unique niche that allows them to position themselves as expert in the field. This one is where everyone's a winner. All of you get $50 off of their course, Becoming Brand Confident. Miranda's putting the link in there that you can go to and you use the promo code BBC 2020 to say 50 bucks, which means this course will cost you $47. Woohoo! And the winner is Ruby, 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 Ruby. And there's no affiliate for that. I know sometimes people are like, is this an affiliate thing? It's not an affiliate thing. We just like to. <laughs> yeah. Everyone to gets this. So $50 off, 40, and then you put the link in there. Yeah? Yes. Okay, awesome. Next up, we have Cat uh, Love at Empathy Copy. Cat um, also runs empathy sites, but this donation is from Empathy Copy, which is a tool that helps therapists easily create copy for their websites that's authentic to their voice and to their needs of their clients. Using simple forms and answering questions, you develop a, a website copy with ease. This is a membership tool, and they are giving away one month free at a value of 139 bucks. And the winner is Kanitha. Kanitha, Kanitha, congratulations on winning! What? All right, next up, 
I don't see the slide yet. Okay, simple practice. Simple practice is an electronic health solution for private practice. They're dedicated to providing tools and services for health and wellness professionals. They're giving away one year of membership to a new person um, who's never used um, <laughs> a simple practice before. It includes and covers telehealth, scheduling, billing, compliance, notes, and documentation, a value of 468 bucks. And the winner is? The winner is George Fuentes. Congratulations. Congratulations. Will be contact me with that information. Next up, we have Simple Practice Learning. Uh, they are an approved continuing education provider delivering on-demand video-based CE courses taught by skilled presenters and specialized knowledge. They're giving away one year membership up to 18 units of continuing education courses. This is a value of $342. And the winner is? Inger, Inger, Inger. And they also have some great um, free uh, trainings right now, some free CEUs related to telehealth that are free for a limited period of time. So check them out either which way and go get your free CEs on, guys. It's real powerful. All right. Next. <laughs> this is our last one. Whoa. <laughs> Packing it in today. Kurt and Katie from the Modern Therapist Conference are giving away one VIP ticket to this year's conference in LA this September. Miranda and I are probably going to be there. Um, this is a VIP ticket at a value of $747, which includes um, admission, VIP reception, special speaker lunches, and exclusive discount on virtual conference packages when it comes out in the 2020 conference. Uh, it'll be happening this September in LA. Um, and the winner is? Uh, Leora, who is still on. You are the winner. Congrats, so cool. Leora. All right. So I'll let you wrap up, Miranda, and then we'll move yes. to you You know that your messaging can transform your practice now and in the future. You understand that when your message aligns with who you really are, you'll connect with ideal clients, improve outcomes, you know that you can do this. Who here knows that you can do this even in the midst of like the insanity stuff that's happening right now? Like we want you to know that you can do this. You can have a practice that's solid. Yes, it is not ideal to try to figure all this out in the moment, but this is bringing things to the surface that needed to be taken care of anyways, okay? So we're gonna um, close this message. Um, and we're going to start bringing on some of our people for Q&A. There's a bunch of questions in here. Um, I'm real sad right now that Kelly and I are not in the same room. I'm going to bring on just um, two people at a time, and we'll just kind of rotate through them. Um, let me get rid of this. Okay, if you guys have any questions specific to the presenters, um, just if you have any questions for Cindy, if you're a group practice owner, um, you can go ahead and start posting those. And I apologize. I have to run to the restroom. Real life is happening right now, guys. I'll be back. <laughs> you want to mute, mute yourself? <laughs> nope. <laughs>
all right. <laughs> she she doesn't have a mic she's taking to the bathroom with her. <laughs> yeah, I know how the wall is really thin. <laughs> okay, you guys, if you have questions for um, Sean or Cindy, you can go ahead and start posting them below. Um, let's see. I want to answer questions and I'm not the one that can select them. We need Miranda. Amita, thanks for being here. I know some of you guys have to go and we're going over. How many clinicians are in your group, Cindy? I, there's uh, seven of us total. So there's, uh, I have five clinicians. I'm looking at hiring three this year. You know. <laughs> You know, part of part of that is the fact that everybody's increased their rates so they don't have to work as much. And so I have office space and I have clients. So it's it's like that changing dynamic mm -hmm. that I have going on in the office. Right. I think that's another thing also that one of the things we cover in boot camp is really talking about how to provide a great wage for our clinicians that work for us, you know, because then you have retention and then you have problems like this where you have to hire more, <laughs> which is great. It's a great problem to have. Right. Why did, how did you decide to start your group practice? Uh, not very strategically. Um, I, <laughs> I, you know, part of the, we, it was a bad way that we decided to start a group practice because we were like, oh, we, we have clients that we can't serve, so we'll bring somebody in. I would not recommend that as a way to start a group practice. Um, I think when you're starting a group practice, you really have to look at, do you want to be in charge of supervising other clinicians? Do you want to have to oversee their work? Are you concerned about the way your brand is being represented? You know, Are these people going to uh, show up and be um, a representative or, or an arm for your for your company. Um, am I sad I did it? No, I would just recommend people do it a different way. Uh, so we've we've had some growing pains over the years, um, but um, part of it is figuring out what we want our corporate, if you will, corporate culture, what our culture is, and uh, being on the same page with my business partner because I have a business partner as well. Um, to make sure that that goes forward. So we, we love helping other clinicians grow. So that's part of what we do in our practice. So one of the things like Sean, I think you had, you were looking into hiring, right? And maybe starting a group as well. Yeah, I started with um, one intern so far and um, I haven't made the transition to hiring an employee yet. And I haven't put too much thought into it actually, but my, my practice is growing. And with uh, the COVID-19, it's growing rapidly because, well, my clientele is trying to grow even more. But it's the first time I've initiated a waiting list, you know, yeah. and um, I may look into hiring soon because Which of that. you're going to do with us in April during boot camp because oh, yeah. we're going to go through and make sure that we're going to do what Cindy forgot to do, which is really knowing your numbers, strategizing your payroll yeah. and all of that. Cindy, do you pay percentage or do you pay hourly? Um, we have some people that are contractors and, uh, we have some W2s, but we pay a percentage even with our W2s. Yeah. So that's just something that we found works well for us. So that's the other thing too, of like, if you're going to go into group practice one day, like thinking about all the structures and things that you need in place is really important. And then marketing to those clinicians that you're adding, what is the vision for the group practice? Is it going to be a niched group? 
or is it going to be a diverse group of clinicians that serve multiple niches? There's lots of ways to build this. And it really does change the way you do your marketing. And I love that. And I love that, Sean, we're going to work on it in April, too. Yes. 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 All right, Miranda, do you want me to log out and try to log in under you or what do you? No, okay. um, <laughs> I, it doesn't look like Joanne is in here in the moment. Okay. All right. I think she had to go. Um, I don't see her logged on. So I right. think we're good with, with what we've got. Um, so as we're staying a little bit later. All right, so going into some like questions. Um, let's see. I'm part of a group private practice that's been up and down in terms of my client load over the past year since I've been in practice. I've added my personal page in Psych Today to create a marketing message that speaks to my ideal clients, but I'm still having difficulty getting referrals on a consistent basis. I don't have a social media platform, but was thinking of possibly starting a podcast. Any feedback on how to grow my, my um, private practice? Will doing podcasts help as well? Cindy, you want to answer? So some of it cut out. What was oh, okay? <laughs> some of it cut out. Can you tell me? I'm sorry. Can you give me? They're the still struggling to get consistency. Um, their caseload and they're in a group practice. First of all, there's a couple. I just want to clarify. If you are an employee of a group practice, your practice should be providing the clients for you. Um, like. I, it's kind of interesting, like, I don't know what your structure is. Now, if you are the owner of a group practice and you are working on marketing for the group practice, that's a different story. Um, so there could be some confusion in messaging. I will just say, like, who are you marketing for? The group or for you or what? But they were wondering about uh, podcasting or social media. Is it the way to go? So I, for my, so for my, for my, for my group practice, I would say my social media doesn't do a whole lot. It does a little. I think it is more networking within my community. It is being known by individuals in my community that gives resources. So we are tapped and plugged into our school counselors in a big way. I am tapped and plugged in. So is my business partner. We're like plugged into our first responder community. Um, so it's really more networking, I would say, with our with my group practice for sure. I don't. I think my podcast definitely helps as far as knowing that niche. But as far as my group practice as a whole and getting the phone calls to fill my clinicians, it's not based upon my podcast. It's based upon our the network that we have developed. And I think that kind of comes down to too looking at your area, the culture of your area. Like Joanne is in a very mm -hmm. tech centric area versus Cindy has a lot of community connections and everyone is utilizing what it, their strengths are and where their clients are at and how their clients get mm -hmm. connected. And for Cindy, where she lives, it is through those relationships. This is why mm -hmm. we don't copy each other. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Next up. And, and SEO, SEO is important too, yes. obviously. Being on the top of the list in Google really helps. All right. Miranda, I'll let you. Yes, I'm becoming a bit on. worried about so many of the current changes and people already losing jobs. Can we still successfully build a private practice? I just need some reassurance. Both Miranda and I had practices in the recession. Mm -hmm. Yeah, during mm -hmm. the recession, 
we have worked again we we just brought on three people today that are their practice is happening right now in the midst of covid and it's continuing to to be successful and profitable we talked with with Shauna saying this is the first time she's had to have a waiting list because she literally cannot meet the, the demand. Like these are real, real things and real people beyond just what we're talking about. So the people need us and they need you and they need you right here, right now. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I truly, truly believe that. So don't just trust us, like trust the people that you just heard sharing what's happening right now in their practices. Um, trust your intuition that this is the work you were called to do. And you were not called to, to do this work to like sit with no clients. Like people still need you. Nothing went away. Nothing went away. Nothing changed. Yes, there's pivots that are being made. Yes, there's tweaks that are being made, but they're much smaller than you think if you have a strong foundation. If you're building the foundation, right? You're gonna, there, there's always gonna be time that you have to take in order to build the foundation that doesn't go away. So we still have to build the foundation, but yes, now is a great time to do it whenever you need to. Oh, there's so many questions. It's so hard mm -hmm. to decide. Um, Lila says, I have a group practice with myself and two full-time clinicians. I'd like to offer PTO time along with the mandatory 24-hour sick leaves in my state. I was thinking 30 hours per year on top of the 24 hour sick leaves. Do you have any thoughts? Well, A, I just want to say, Lila, I, it's good to see you in here. And um, I love that you are thinking about this. This is so important that we value our clinicians. We take care of them. We say self-care is our the way we're setting up our business, allowing for that self-care. Um, when you hire, you do have startup costs. So then you have a cost per clinician. So one of the things in... We have a dashboard and bootcamp that will look at those costs per clinician that you can factor in so that you can figure out what the fee needs to be so that you can provide these benefits. So that's the thing is everyone's like, well, how do I afford it? Well, how you afford the benefit is charging the right fee so that you can still pay your expenses and yourself, pay your clinician and give them great benefits. Any thoughts added? But yeah, I, I think that is something that I'm going to go back to like boot camp and looking at the numbers. And if you have your numbers, then you can look to see what you could afford. We were actually looking, we would love to provide, uh, cause we're in Texas. So there's some things that we don't have to do that other states and communities do. Um, so we would love to provide um, leave time. We would love to provide insurance. I even did some research into how to do that for us. Um, but what it boils down to is, okay, how do we change our structure in order to be able to do that? Because it's important as a group practice owner that you're not just uh, serving everybody else, but that there is also income that comes from a group practice that you need to take care of yourself as a part of that as well. So I, I agree with you, Kelly. And um looking at the numbers is really important in structuring your practice and the way that you want to take care of your clinicians is important. All right. Necessary. Here's a great, here's a great question. Do you recommend including a specific service other than your niche due to the COVID-19? 
and i.e. my niche is fertility, but I'd like to work with individuals struggling with anxiety and loss during this time. What advice do you have? Joanne, do you want to start um, uh, since we got you back? I'm so excited we got you back on screen. So adding uh, another like topic that's not uh, directly connected to the niche, is mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. um, I would say uh, across different uh, situations and um, uh, circumstances, there are still underlying common denominators. Like, I'd be curious what you'd find if you think about the overlaps between those uh, the clients who are within your niche, what experiences they have internally that can also apply to, you know, those who are experiencing uh, the COVID crisis right now. Because um, if you extend to just anybody who's having a hard time in COVID, well, they may come and reach out to you, which is great. Um, but let's say after this whole crisis settles, like, are they so likely to be people that you want to continue working with? And so I'd say, you know, everybody is affected by COVID in some way. So I'd say, like, you can ex expand up, um, out of your main niche, but how you do so is like, also somewhat having an overlap with, uh, with your niche as well. Um, yeah, and I'm not I wanna, sure if that's a question. Yeah. yeah, no, I think, and that's my, my thought too, is expand into another niche because you really wanna work with that niche, you're passionate about it, you can get great outcomes, and you would have done it anyways, regardless of the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. Do not just expand into it because you feel like it's an opportunity I know that sounds like weird maybe to some of you who are seeing stuff like there's an opportunity here. There's always something, you know, but we don't want to, this is terrible to say, but we don't want to be like the person with the U-Haul truck, you know, going and picking up all the hand sanitizer. Like we want to be the person who's the first responder going, oh, wow, I hadn't put this on my website, but I do this work and I'm really great at it. And I should really make sure that people know how to find me. I want to be of service. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's okay to be of service and still get paid and still grow your mm -hmm. business. Like all of that, it's fine, but do it from a place of service, not from a place of, well, that makes me feel less scared um, being a business owner that I'm just, I'm doing this out of fear. Do not market out of fear, market out of genuine caring and genuine like expertise. Like that's, we need all of you to stand up and show up as leaders and experts because each of you are, but you are not experts in everything. Stop, stop watering down what you do. Yeah, and part of that is that when you make decisions that are based on unusual circumstances, which this clearly is, after things settle back down to baseline, you will now have to undo the decisions that you made during the unusual time. Um, and so stay the course. Um, if you want to extend, I'd say like put a cap on it saying like I'm open to offering like three to five sessions, but it's not part of your main marketing plan. It's just kind of this extra thing that you're doing on the side. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I know that that 90 minutes went really fast. How, what do you guys think? How many of you feel like you got something like what's the most powerful thing that you heard? from our panel today um, that is giving you a sense of hope and like direction for the future. I think it's really, really important to um, 
sit and and realize like what we are capable of as a community like the there was 180 people on here today live there'll be another you know 600 people that watch this video there's 116 of you that are like live right this second like think about how we can impact um, people across the world in each of our states and each of our cities oh i love this stay the course and don't mark it out of fear there's hope in the midst of chaos so powerful that you can be authentic to yourself in marketing and through that have your ideal client find you we can do this oh yeah i know i've been talking a lot kelly it's all right i'm trying to type answers <laughs> <laughs> We're dividing and conquering. Yeah. And, you know, I have, go ahead, Joanne. Um, so I've been on a reading binge uh, uh -huh. since the beginning of this year, and I've been loving the Mike Michalowicz series. Good. Oh, uh, yeah. Profit First, uh, The Pumpkin Plan, uh, Surge, all those things, because they're also like in harmony with what you guys are all doing. And mm -hmm. Um, the pumpkin plan especially has been super helpful with uh, focusing in on my niche yeah. uh, because I mean it's coming from mm -hmm. the assumption that people make decisions emotionally anyway <laughs> so yeah. speak to the heart of the people that you love serving um, and I mean there's a lot of good stuff in there that comes from a place of like uh, making decisions from our core values on that word yeah it's been awesome yeah Thank you for being here, you guys. Thank you all for being here. Very hope to generous. See you. You're welcome. Happy to. Yes. We uh, love hope you to see so you much. all <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Boot campers, too. Remember, we're giving away a ticket to the retreat in SoCal in August. We believe that this will all be just kind of wrapping up and good to go by the time that we get to next August. So come if you'd like to um, win an entry to that. We'll be giving away boot camp, and we'll be opening the doors to boot camp um and uh helping you guys step by step and we have a really cool surprise that is going to impact boot campers um so and cindy and everything there's like really 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 something super cool that's that actually is really 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 needed right now um so know that we'll be announcing that um yeah mark your calendars cool stuff all right so bye good. guys thank you guys have a great day Thanks so much for listening. We hope that this was helpful. If you go to zinnime.com forward slash podcast, you can find the show notes that includes links to the uh, scripts and the homework that we referenced, as well as links to the free training that we're going to be doing live Monday, March 23rd. We hope that you'll join us. We hope this has been supportive to you. You'll also see the link to the blog that we referenced regarding um, resources for therapists. You'll be able to grab everything you need there. Just go to zinnime.com forward slash podcast for all the resources that we talked about. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.